With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Your home for everything rugby league. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Oh, that is Yeah, welcome to Running It Straight for another Wednesday. Semi-final time in the Rugby League yeah, World Cup business end of the tournament. It seems like we say that every single week, but it really is for the Kiwis because <laughs> we're playing the Kangaroos on Saturday morning. It is the biggest game of these players' careers for a number of years, but for a lot of them probably is going to be the biggest game of their careers. Kangaroos in a semi-final. Absolutely cannot wait. And then on the other side, you've got England and Samoa contesting the other one. Uh, Kemp, we've got a big hour coming up. We're going to chat with Bluey McLennan. We were going to chat with uh, Gary Schofield today. That was all teed up and lined up, and Gary was keen to have a chat. The problem was when we uh, went to ring him at about 9am, uh, we caught him too late in the pub, and he had had a few too many drinks. Wasn't picking up his phone, Kempe. No, and that's like that's like Gold Scowie too, mate. He's, uh, he deserves a beer. He's done you know, done all the he's hard a, yards. He's an OBE, and, isn't he? Mate, I hope you're going to play his uh, message. I think we've got his voice message. Yes, we tried ringing him about 30 times, and this was the eventual voice message that we got through to. Hello, it's a legendary legend, and I'm still giving open and honest views. So if you'd like an open and honest conversation with the legend, well, then let me know, and then we'll have a great conversation. Have a nice day. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we got, Kimby. Unfortunately, it's not what we were after, uh, but it is what we got. So we're going to chat with, um, not that he's second tier by any stretch of the imagination, we're going to chat with Bluey McLennan uh, in around about 10 minutes' time. Of course, Bluey knows what it takes to beat an Australian team, Kimby. Beat them in 2005 in the Tri-Nations, and that was sort of the start of a bit of a, go- a golden run for the Kiwis, then went on to win the 2008 World Cup. So we're uh, really keen to pick uh, Bluey's brains about how we beat an Australian team uh, in a World Cup. It's going to be very difficult to do. Um, of course, your texts and phone calls are welcome throughout the next hour. 0800 150 811 is the phone line. Double eight double three on the text. Love to hear how you're viewing the semi-final. The first question I want to ask you, and I want to ask Kempe, we said that that Fiji performance against New Zealand had to be the marker in the sand, the, the 100% effort performance we needed to give us confidence to go into a semi-final against Australia. Asking you, the audience, but you, Kempe, was it enough? Did you see enough from the Fiji quarterfinal to suggest that we've got what it takes to win on the weekend? I saw I saw enough to, to I don't know, give me the jitters. Um, you know, it was such a good effort there by the Fijians jumping out to a 12-point lead and and hanging on for dear life and being competitive for probably 79 minutes. You know, that that uh, that penalty in the end sort of got New Zealand home and Joey Mane got the ball stripped out. But 
Man, if we're looking for a Kiwi team to hit their straps coming into this game against the Australians in the semi-final, which we knew was always going to happen, which was always on the cards, we've been scratchy, you know. Mm. And it doesn't give me a hell of a lot of confidence in the last three games that they've played. You know, and you've got to, you've got to remember too that they played a game mid-year. They looked pretty good against Tonga. Um, they played the warm-up game against uh, Leeds. They looked really, really good. And then they hit the tournament, and they've looked scratchy ever since. So... Um, I've been thinking about it all day today, Sam. I just hope that they have the motivation to go out there and and really get the job done against Australia. Australia's a different kettle fish. Yeah, you know they'll they'll show up hundred percent. But um, yeah, it it hasn't been smooth sailing uh, for me through the tournament so far. Now, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Kempi, I've been messaging a lot of mates and, and asking the same questions while I'm watching these games through the World Cup. It just seems like for the Kiwis. We just lack that fluidity from you know the halves out to the centres and the wings. We're not having that smooth, I guess, what you're used to in the NRL, you know, the out-the-back plays, and you're seeing it from the likes of Samoa and England and Australia are a little bit better at doing it. So where, where does that start? How do you fix that? Where does that come from? Is it, is it the halves that need to dictate that? Is it, is it the outside backs that need to work with them a bit tighter? Where's that lack of cohesion coming from? Yeah, look, I thought Jerome Hughes, when he came back into the side, would have really set his forwards in the middle um, to do their job and get done and, and really lay a platform to them. You can't, you know, better judges than me, Sam, will tell you that if you don't get on the front foot, it doesn't matter what spine you've got, they're just never ever going to get over the advantage line and cause havoc. And of course, when we're not going forward, we've been mucking around with the front row. We've been using Nelson Osefa Solomon on the edge. We're chopping and changing that middle, middle player all the time. And of course, we've got no cohesion because we can't get over the advantage line and stick to the game plan. You know, errors start to creep in. We're going away from the game plan, and it's looking really scratchy. So, um, you know, I've said it all along, you know, for the last couple of weeks, for the for the life of me, I, I do not know why you would go away from Fisher-Harris-Leota starting. They've been the best front rowers all year. Um, I know Jesse Bromwich has been named captain, but at the end of the day, you know, and this is where Mel Meninga's probably got the upper hand over Maguire at the moment. He's looked at Cherry Evans and Nathan Cleary, he set the set the team up and he said, right, which guy's going to best manage this team for me? And gone with Cleary, Martin and Yell and Tedesco. So he's actually gone away with what I thought would be mainly a Queensland yeah. spine. Yeah. Um, but he's worked it out to get to this game because this is he, Mel knows that this one's the one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we're going to hear from Mel Meninga a little bit after three thirty. Got some audio cuts of uh, of how he's preparing for this semi final and the a team that we are expecting to see. Those teams uh, haven't been named yet. We're hoping that they'll get named either tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, we'll talk a lot more about the semi finals coming up. Can we let's just um, talk a little bit about the quarterfinals? Uh, Samoa v Tonga. Uh, I think. It was a bit of a flip of a coin. You picked Tonga, I picked Samoa, but you know could have gone either way. Um, but Samoa just proving a little bit too strong. Tonga will be disappointed, um, you know, given the, the talent that they have in that team. But we've talked about it many times over the last few weeks. It's the halves probably that that let them down. And I think that's where they won the game. I think you know Milford had the game of the tournament. Uh, Luai was very good. You know, you've got a very good backline, the Penrith backline out there, um, along with some decent forwards. Man, they got some forwards too, Samoa. And, and they played up to their potential. And I think where they got them was that their halves um, provided a better platform to go off the back of, you know, when they went and had a shot down the edges or their kicking game as opposed to where the Tongans came up. And that's where they were always going to be undone, um, even if they did get through against England, Australia or New Zealand. So... I think, um, man, it's a turnaround for, for Samoa. You know, getting t- tonked 60-6 to six by England in the first round. Mm. Then they go through the tournament and they've been really, really good. Yeah. You know, so I don't think this, there's a 60-6 to six 
scoreline in this next game. Um, but yeah, can Samoa get this one over England on home soil? Ooh, she's a tough ask. And then uh, obviously England toppling Papua New Guinea. We thought that Papua was really New surprising. Yeah, thought Papua New Guinea might put up a bit more of a fight given what we saw in the pool games, but um, England really did disrupt. I think. Probably more so than Papua New Guinea. I think it shows how strong England are. Kimpi. I really think they have been the team that has found their form at the right time, and that's this tournament. Look, and I, and I don't know whether you have noticed, Sam, especially in the, when the women are playing too in the World Cup. You know, like it's cold and it's, and it's it's the ground soft. You know, and yeah. you watch the English play, and they look like they're really at home in those conditions. And you know, it's like horse racing. You get you get wet trackers, you get firm trackers, and the English are loving the conditions at the moment. So. Oh look! I think it's set up for them. I think it's set up for them to go through uh, to the to the final. Can they they win one? They haven't won one for sixty odd years. Um, but they, I've got to agree with you. They, along with Australia, have been the two best teams in the tournament so far. I don't think you can underrate at all how important that home ground advantage is. Not just the conditions, but we've talked about the field sizes and the stadiums. These guys know the grounds inside out, and I think that's showing massively in their performances for England. Uh, we've got Blue McLennan coming on the show very, very shortly, so we'll take a quick break and get to him. You can keep your texts coming through on double eight, double three. There's a couple of questions that have come through. We'll try and get to those uh, after 3.30. But if you've got a question uh, you want us to put to Bluey, uh, you can text that through now, and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully ask him after the break. Bluey McLennan coming up. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Yeah, quarter past three here on SENZ, Running It Straight. Sam Hill alongside uh, Tony Kemp. It is the greatest game on earth, and we are in the midst of one of the greatest tournaments, the Rugby League World Cup, Australia taking on New Zealand this weekend, a big matchup for the Kiwis. And someone who knows about beating the Kangaroos in a big tournament is former Kiwis coach Bluey McLennan, who joins us on the line now. G'day, Bluey. Sam and Kempi, how you doing, boys? Yeah, good, mate. Good, Blowy. How's things, mate? Have you been enjoying the World Cup? Yeah, I have been, mate. I, I, like, I know there's been blowout schools and all that, but, you know, I, I don't mind that, and it's it's okay for those emerging nations because at least they get a marker on um, where to improve and go to the next time. Mm. So, mate, it's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I look, I totally agree with you, Blue. Any international football for me is really good for us at this time. Mate, just on the Kiwi boys, how do you think they're travelling? How do you think the Kiwi boys are travelling up until this stage of the tournament? Well, look, they've been they've just been blasting teams through the middle. And, uh, you know, and, and rightly so, they've got a lot of power through there with, you know, Joseph Manu playing in the fullback role and pretty much sticking around the middle third and, you know, Tarpani and Solomona and you know that you know Brandon Smith out of dummy half. Uh, they got a lot of strength in that middle third, so they've they've been going fine. Obviously against Fiji, it was um, you know a real pressure cooker kind of a game, and um, you know they shot themselves in the foot in the first quarter and and made it very difficult for themselves and lost a bit of lost a bit of fuel out of the tank, but um, they hung in there and they got through. And, and you know, in some ways, that might be a good thing for them going into the um, going into this Aussie game, Kempe, that it'll, you know, it'll have them sh- sharpening their swords for sure, you know, and they'll, uh, you know, and they'll be able to work on a few things. And, and plus go into the game having played a hard game, mm. um, Whereas most of the other teams in the semi-finals, apart from Samoa, um, 
you know, England and Aussies, they haven't been put to the test yet. So uh, at least the Kiwis and Samoa have. Yeah. And what what do you think is the reason that they have lacked that cohesion, especially in the halves with Dylan Brown and Jerome Hughes? I thought on off, you know, on attacks, they probably lost a little bit of shape. Um, you know, I, yeah, so I think, you know, he had Nelson as a back rower and he sort of chased the ball a bit at times and even uh, Jordan Rapina, he sort of mm. chases the ball at times and, uh, you know, and they lost a little bit of, bit of shape on the edge and I think you need that threat. It, you can't all go at the middle. You, you, you've still got to have a bit of threat so you can get them in, you know, in, in the scrum line. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I think they overcrowded the, that ruck a bit. Um, you know, and, and, and Fiji played really well too. I mean, you know, they probably got at our, our weakest point, you know. Um, you know, they, they played at that left-back rower and went again, you know. So on our left edge and our scrum line there, they went again there a few times and got, got them with young clocks dad. And um, so Fiji played well. Um, but for the Kiwis, yeah, I think they just have to, you know, they, they you've got to blast through the middle because that's where our strength is. But you can't all go there. You've still got to threat, threaten them on the edges quickly. So have your... Halves playing really flat and outside sort of that C defender, and, you know, because Brandon Smith can fire them out um, and and get you know get it to them quick, and then they've got that threat on the edge. Bluey, uh, no secret, obviously, how strong uh, Australia are and how strong they have been for for so long. Um, I imagine the conversations that, that Madge is having with his uh, boys this week are maybe similar to the ones you were having back in 05 during that Tri-Nations. How much, I guess, of a mental battle was it trying to get those boys, I guess, in the right frame of mind for an Australian team that, you know, for so long has been number one in the world? Well, we never talked about Australia. <laughs> um, we talked about ourselves and, 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 and how good we could be. And you know, I sometimes think Kiwi teams do talk about the other team too much. Um, oh, look, I, this Kiwi team can beat Australia. But first, any good Kiwi team I've ever seen play well against Australia, they beat them in the physical ba- battle. Mm. you you got to beat them up. Um, that's what we're good at. <laughs> that's what Kiwis do well. Mm. Um, so we've got to take it, you know... We, we used to call it short swords, uh, the 05, 06 Kiwi team. So, you know, we wanted to be close combat. Um, you know, it's like the Romans ruled the world for 400 odd years and they used short swords. So Aussies would go, they're the long swords. They were tall, they were fast, but we wanted to get them in close combat. And I think this Kiwi team has to too. I think that's, you know, you you got to hit them hard and uh, you gotta, you got to make them look. Um, don't make them, you know, they, they can't be getting comfortable and getting into their rhythm. I mean, um, and, and we're, we're good at, we're good at playing real rough and tough. You agree, Kempe? 100%. 100%. It's a great analogy as well it, with the swords. It is. It's, it's, we've always competed against the Australians when we've got our, got our heads right in the middle of it and they didn't like that blue, as you know, and you had that success with them in 2005. Mate, I'm just going to say, have you seen that blue? Because I haven't seen it. Um, where you know that you've got your team set up and they know what needs to be done to get the job done. Have you seen anything within this Kiwi team? Because arguably it's the best Kiwi team we've had for a couple of decades. 
But I haven't seen that motivation to actually get in there and, and absolutely get physical and down and dirty. Have mm. you have you seen that motivation? No. Um, but I'm expecting to see it on Saturday morning, you know. Um, I ex- expect to see it. We're playing Australia. Uh, we, you know, we, that's, that's the way to beat them. Um, and you do whatever it takes. And that's the way to go. You, you, you go back on history. And, and in the camp, they've got Stacey and they've got Mutz and, um, and Dave Sol. Um, and they, they, know, they know what it takes. Uh, so I think, you know, expecting to see it, I, I think it'll be a real physical match. And plus, Ellen Road, uh, it's getting colder over there. Uh, you know, so it'll be a lot of dew on the ground. So it's, it's, a, it's a real... It's a kick to the corners and rip in, get some line speed and make them start looking, uh, you know, get them uncomfortable. So, you know, as long as you've got to be really vicious, but you've got to be really disciplined with it too. So, you know, being ruthless and not reckless was always a big call. Mm. What about the other uh, semi-final, Bluey? We've got uh, England against Samoa, And I think, uh, you know, England... Certainly for me and Kempi, when we did sort of our pre-tournament predictions, we didn't really have England featuring. We we saw you know only a sprinkling of NRL talent. A lot of it was Super League, and I think maybe the misconception down here is that you know the Super League just isn't really as strong as the NRL. Well, I think we might have lost him. I think he's dropped off the line. Maybe I offended him. <laughs> he only wanted to talk about the Kiwis. Because <laughs> one thing I'm going to ask him, Kempi, is I think the perception down here in Australasia is that the Super League is very much a B-tier competition to the NRL, and that's why we don't maybe put England in such a high state as the other teams. But maybe this tournament has changed people's view a little bit. Maybe that Super League isn't, or, or maybe it's developing to the point oh, where it isn't And Bluey will bad. tell you that, because he's coached up there with Leeds, and, and I've coached up there as well. It's not that far off. it. It's actually quicker. Yeah, because they they don't they don't wrestle as much, do they? They don't wrestle as much. So you've yeah. got the quicker play, the balls, and you've got a lot more. You've got a lot more, um, I guess, opportunity with the football once you get it on the front foot. So they love to attack. And if the other thing that people don't realise about the Englishmen is they're giants. Mm. You know, they're they're big, big men. And and I think of what you'll see in, in years to come, uh, and we've actually seen that over the probably the last five years, more Englishmen are going to come down here and play in the NRL because it's becoming a, a ground for recruitment, for yeah. people to go over. We're sort of lacking that depth, especially with the new the Dolphins coming in too, that we have those players here. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've got Blue back on the line there, Bluey. Um, I was, we were just talking about me and Kempe. Um, England have sort of surprised a lot of people at this World Cup, and I think I put that down to maybe... In Australasia, we look at the Super League as, as sort of a B-tier competition compared to the NRL. I think this tournament has shown that maybe the Super League is a little bit stronger you know, than we all think. You've coached up there. How have you sort of, I guess, assessed England's performance? Yeah, they've been going good, but they haven't played anyone. I, I, I don't think the Super League is as strong as it used to be. Um, I, I think some are a real good shot here. Uh, they haven't really been playing too well but they they've got really good halves and uh look I, I think they're a chance against England. I think both the underdogs have got a really good shot this weekend. Kiwi Samoa final, how about that, Kimby? Oh, I'd love, I don't I don't care who they play in the final, I just want the Kiwis to get there and beat Australia. <laughs> you know? Um, and blue blue be the same oh. thing. I'm not really worried about Samoa. I'm worried about Aussie mate. It's about what we do yeah. in in this next game, isn't it, Blue? Hey, just on that, Blue, if he can't get the job done, Madge Maguire, where to for the Kiwis with arguably the best best team on hand in in and the new NZRL. Is that it for Madge Maguire? 
Uh, yeah, I, I I think so. Look, we've got to we've got to go Kiwi. You know, I mean, let it's all going to tell at the end of this tournament. Uh, if it does end up being what they're predicting uh, and being an Australian England um, final, well, they're both coached by home men, aren't they? You know, like Sean Wayne's proud. We're going to proud Englishman. Mm. Mel Meninga, you know, proud Australian, Indigenous Australian. Uh, whoop, that's you got to, you know, test matches are are won a lot on passion, and it's not a whole year of uh, you, you don't really teach test match players anything uh, technically. Mm. Uh, you know, test matches are about tactics, uh, being tactical, and and about passion. Um, and I think, 100%. I think it's time we have a Kiwi uh, coaching and I, I hope Madge leans on you know some of the Kiwi all the Kiwi boys on Stacey and you know and on the captain Jesse and I, I, yeah for me it's about passion and tactics and test match football. Now, for, for the life of me Bluey we got yourself we got Lowy we got Mooks you know myself You've got so many ex-Kiwis here that could just do so good with that Kiwi side, and yet we have to go and get an Australian to oh. come and coach it. I just don't see the relevance of that actually happening. But I'm with you on that boat. I agree with you. Kiwi needs to coach the Kiwi teams because we can get some more out of it. We actually know what it means to wear that black jersey. Mate, just before I let you go, who you got? Who you got on Saturday? What, what, what are your predictions, both games? Kiwis, Aussies, England, Samoa? Well, I'm going the underdogs. Um, I'm going for the Kiwis. Uh, I think I think that they can I, I think they can win this. I do hope they change up a few things. Um, you know, I I, I, I go Moses Leota with uh, with Fisher Harris, Kempe. You know, yeah. get hundred percent. I like the Panthers pair, and then keep Nelson in the middle with uh, with with Jesse, and then you got. Did, did, did Kempe you know, ring you before the show and give you all his notes, Bluey? <laughs> this is what he's been saying for the last thirty minutes. That's what I, that's what oh, I mean. Bluey, oh, Bluey no, knows, I, mate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great minds. The, you know, we we know those players, and uh, we mm. know we know our Kiwi team, and uh, yeah, so that that's that's where I would go, and I hope they do. Um, but you know, certainly I'm supporting whatever, however, matches running the Kiwi. I'm supporting the Kiwis all the time. Us coaches always think we know a better way, <laughs> uh, but you know, but um, I'm supporting the Kiwis whole you know wholeheartedly, and I hope you know. Tong has been so awesome these last few years, and Samoa, you know, deserved the win. And I'm hoping they can they can get over England too. Yeah, no, I think we were in the same boat as you, Bluey. Um, just before we let you go, a text just came in here as we were chatting. Said uh, Bluey is such a legendary coach. Had the pleasure of playing under him early in in the early two thousands up at Hibiscus Coast. You could drop the ball four times, knock it on twice, miss three tackles in the first half while making one solitary line break, and at half time he'd praise you for the line break. Won't even mention your errors and instilling, <laughs> instilling self belief back into yourself. He just knew how to get the best out of players, especially us Islanders. Great to hear his insights on all things league. Bluey is still doing a little bit of coaching off to the side? No, nah, no, no, I'm out to the pastures, mate. I just sit <laughs> in the sidelines and criticize. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you do that well, mate, you get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, uh Bluey, thanks a lot for joining us today. I'm with you, mate. I don't care what happens come Saturday morning, but the Kiwis better win. Um you go well, mate. Beat we'll talk to you again soon. Up. 
That's right. Beat him up. That's how you beat him. See you, mate. There you go. Bluey McLennan there, former Kiwis coach, of course, won in 2005, the Tri-Nations. Beating Australia, uh, and I think I read as well, um, Kempe, that was was something like a... uh, well, it was 70, zero. 72 game streak uh, at tournaments for Australia that was broken in it's that exactly. 2005, and a zero. That's probably and a zero, and it was a and it was a tonking. Yeah, it was one of the one of the best games you'll ever watch. So if you ever get to get to see that, you want to well, ch- check it online. Go and watch, go and watch it. That 2005 Tri Nations final. There you go. They just Saturday, smash them. Saturday morning, wake up a little bit early, put a cupper on, watch that as a bit of a a pump up. And then you got the game live, I think, at 8.30. How good. There's, there's your Saturday morning, Kempe. Um, we're going to take a short break uh, for news. Uh, we've got a few texts coming in here. If you want to flick a message through, double eight double three, or you can give us a call, 0800 and we will uh, get to your questions after news. You're listening to Running It Straight here on SCNZ. Thanks to Gull, fueling your mission all year round. <laughs> There you go. Kez is uh, doing the strobe in the producer's booth as well there. Uh, Kempe, uh, Captain K. Captain K. Welcome back into running it straight. We're talking semi-finals of the Rugby League World Cup. Great to have Bluey McLennan on. Great insight and agreeing with you, Kempe. Moses Leota, James Fisher-Harris are your props, uh, and uh, Keith Nelson in the middle. I, I, I did a off-the-back fence this week, Sam, about coaches overthinking things. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't overthink that one. They showed, they showed for the year they're the best front rows. And there's an there's an article written, um, oh, I think it's middle middle part of the year about blokes fearing Moses Leota. Mm. They know that if they ran straight into them, he's not the biggest guy. He's like I think he's about 110 kilos yeah, max, he's, but he's you know just, he's yeah, built stocky. like a pocket rocket, like he a is. brick outhouse, and he just smacks them. Yeah. And of course, if you knew the Kiwis. The first thing you do is you get the bloke they fear the most on the side. That's so, why that's why Joey John said, "Who's the bloke you feared the most?" Quentin Pongia. Yeah. He didn't say it was a halfback. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. imagine that Quentin Pongia runs out and Joey John's looking over and go. Personally, I'd be fearing Nelson Asafa Solomon standing at about three meters. Well, why would you use him on the edge, mate? He's an I know, yeah, player. exactly. Yeah. And he's got that offload as well, which I think is a necessity in the middle. Um, Sean's text in here on double eight double three. Hey, fellas, read the Kiwis World Cup team. Am I silly in thinking Joey Manu would be best suited back at centre with Chance to fullback? I feel Chance has played more fullback, and defensively, Manu can cover Latrell Mitchell and he'll switch sides. Would like to see Nelson back to prop. Surely, um, Papa. Probably Nakora and Neokore could play edge. Cheers, Cozzy. And then he also um, says, I also feel Manu doesn't have a pass to free up the ball to our edges. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think Manu's got a wonderful pass, so I, I don't agree with that. And I, and I hear what you're saying, chucking him out there with Latrell Mitchell. If you look back at the 2008 final, they moved Simon Mannering out of the back rower. Um, out to, out on the the edge to mark up in the centres and and stop their centres from running because he was a great defender, Simon. You know what yep. I mean? So, um, I think if you do that at the moment, Joseph Manu's like seriously. If you've watched him play in those games, he's single handle single handedly won our games. You know what I mean? He, yeah, I agree. Every time he touches the ball, there's something coming off the back of him. So the reason they have him back there is because he's running for 200 plus meters a game and generally scoring tries and setting them up. And that's what they need in this game. The other one would be Sebastian Chris. I think you can't have Sebastian Chris sitting there. And this is more of an attitude thing. And, and what Bluey's talking about, if you know how to motivate Kiwis, he's picked as the best centre in Canberra all year. Mm. And then Chance comes into the side. And this is nothing against Chance, but then Chance gets that left centre spot. Now, that would be really playing on Sebastian's mind. 
You know what I mean? He'd be saying, well, mate, I've, I've actually kept this guy at bay all year. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's sort of like you're playing around with players all the time. I, don't, I, I think Bluey touched on that. They went at our left edge last week and they, and they found us out. Well, I can tell you right now, Chance Nickel Clockstead, they've got a lot of traffic coming down that edge yeah, this weekend. I think the edges are going to be a massive um, target for uh, the Kangaroos, given just yeah what we've got lined out. The Coles actually sent in a message uh, saying a small criticism for the Kiwis. They need to be very careful on the right edge defence. I'd argue both edges. They have been there have been a lot of points against us down there as the jamming defence is getting exposed. The speed of Josh Adokar will scorch us if we keep making the same mistake in D. Cheers, boys. Kyle, up the Kiwis. Still supportive, but yeah. Just how, you fi- how you fix that is you get into that that battle, like Louis saying, you know, the short sword. You get, you've got to get in close and you've got to make it absolutely niggly and tough. And that's always the best way that the Kiwis have performed. Any Kiwi coach that has had success or player at that level, the, the only times we've won is when we've won the battle. You know, and the battle is getting right in there and getting mm. dirty. Uh, Chris has also said, I feel like Fiji is the most underrated international league team. I don't think they get the same respect as Samoa or Tonga. Well, I think maybe the difference in Fiji, Samoa and Tonga, especially in New Zealand, is the support. You know, you've seen the red, you've seen the, the sea of red at, yep. at Mount Smart when they played. Now when Samoa come back here and play, because I guarantee you they're going to come back, want to come back to New Zealand and play Tonga, it is going to be crazy, mate. Did you see how long they celebrated out? Out at, uh, oh, they're still going, aren't they? Are they still going? Mate, everywhere I drive around Auckland, there's Samoan yeah. and Tonga flags up. It's it's awesome. Yeah. You know, you know there's a... See, that's when I know there's a Rugby League World Cup on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, two actually going on alongside it can be the Wheelchair Rugby League World Cup and the Women's Rugby League World Cup. Um, I want to talk to you about that very shortly after a break. But just before we do get to the break, what do you make of the uh, officials booking the flights for the Kiwis early? Um, you know, expecting them to. I'm sure it's just an admin thing, right? They have to make a call on booking tickets, but a little bit of a slap in the face for. I think they did it for Samoa as well before the Tongan game. They booked them on the next flight the next day. So, uh, well, if you know if you know how the English and the Australians work, that's always the rest of them. Let's think about us first, and and, and the others can you know, pick up the pick up the pieces at back end. Look, I, I wasn't surprised one all. I think it's very disrespectful. I think it's a great motivation. I think it's great motivation for the Kiwi boys to think that the organisers think we're not going to get to the next the next level, mm. and that may be the difference on Saturday. I agree. We'll take a short break. When we come back, I want to chat to Kimmy about the Women's Rugby League World Cup, which is going on. The Jillaroo's uh, playing the uh, is it the Kiwi Ferns? The um, they're playing on Friday morning, I think, at eight thirty. So we'll talk to him about that, and we might hear from uh, Mel Meninga, the well, uh, Kangaroos coach, as well after the break. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Have your say on the great game of rugby league. 0800 150 811. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. Welcome back into SENZ. Uh, talking Rugby League World Cup, and there's not just one going on at the moment, the men's. There's the women's and the wheelchair. Have you watched any of the wheelchair, by the way, Kim? I haven't, I haven't been able to catch any of that yet. I've been watching the socials. Have um, you ever watched wheelchair rugby, I league? Have. rugby league? Yeah, it's I cra- have. They, even, they even do kicks off they like sort of a hand tee, and yeah. they bat it off. It's, yeah. it's a great little game to watch. I actually talked to a, a mate of mine this morning over in England. His name's Grant Anderson. Um, he owns. A, he played with me at New, uh, at Castleford in the centres. Played for, I think, he played for England. He mm. got a, uh, got a couple of caps. Yeah, and he was telling me about it because he thought that we might have a couple of friends over there that we knew. And um, mate, yeah, it's oh, look, I love that they've got the three um, playing back to back the the women's and men's and of course the the, the um, wheelchair um, guys as well. So 
Plenty on. Yeah. But that, that's a thing at the moment, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Wherever you turn, there's Ton, something going on. T- tons of sport. Um, in the Women's Rugby League World Cup, they've basically got two groups of four teams, eight teams competing overall. They all play each other in their group. And then uh, they do have semi-finals. So the Kiwi... Uh, the Kiwi Ferns, I believe it is. I'm trying Kiwi to, Ferns. Kiwi Ferns are playing the Jillaroos on Friday morning at 8.30. Both of them are unbeaten in the pool so far. Um, the Jillaroos did an absolute number on, um, I was trying to remember who it was. Yeah, um, they're hot, hot favourites, the Jillaroos. Hot, hot favourites. Um, so they'll be playing the, the Kiwi Ferns on Friday morning and then we're going to have semi-finals, I think, over the weekend and then the finals late next week. So, yeah, have you been enjoying, I guess, the Rugby League World Cup as well, Kempi? You've been oh, catching I, a little look, bit of I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. I, um, I love the... the Samoa Tongan game, watching how, how packed out they actually got um, people into there to, to, to support that. I think England have been great, and, and Australia, Blue is right, you know, they really haven't been challenged yet, England and Australia, and and pressure is a funny thing, you know, and we saw that with New Zealand, you either dig in, you work your way out of it, and you get home, or you or you capitulate. And we saw Samoa do that in the first in the first game against England, they capitulated, will they do that again in the semi-final? Mm. Absolutely. So uh, lots on this weekend. Uh, we said we're going to hear from Mel Meninga. He spoke with media, I think it was yesterday afternoon. Uh, a question that they did ask him, and I'm keen to get your thoughts on this, Kempi, um, is Mel going to pick and stick with the team for this weekend or is he going to surprise us with a few fresh faces? Um, we, um, we'll stick and, we'll, you know, pick and stick, you know. So we've just got a, a couple of things we want to have a look at from our bench point of view. I think I mentioned to you last week, I, I'm pretty comfortable with our 13, our starting 13, you know, so... Uh, I think uh, that works really well. We've got Regan Campbell-Gillard perhaps to come back into that into the 13 and Benny Hunt's back this week because we, we rested him. So, you know, probably a couple of players might miss out this week because, you know, I'm pretty keen on getting those two in, in, involved. And I'm just going to look at our bench. I, again, I think I mentioned to you last week, we just um, maybe go with an all-forward bench this week you know, to obviously counteract you know, the, the big forwards and the, the quality of the New Zealand pack. Yeah, so there you go, Kempi. All forward bench from Mal um, sort of shows that, yeah, that he notices that that forward battle is going to be where it's won. That's exactly right. So it's middle of the park, and uh, he'll be he'll be waiting to see where where they uh, announce those reserves, and especially in the New Zealand side, and and, and basically on the back of it. Um, he's already saying, well, we know you're going to pick a big full pack to play against us and try and beat us up, beat us up in the middle. I, I watched um, I watched some footage last night just about the Aussies talking about where they think the game is going to be won, and even the Aussie players are saying it's going to be won in the middle of the park. Yeah, I think uh, Mel also went on to talk about uh, they're going to fight fire with fire. They're going size for size. So, uh, yeah, that definitely the game plan from Aussie's point of view, which uh, is either going to disrupt the Kiwis or give them exactly what we want, which is a good tussle up the front. Um, Kempe, Mel also uh, was asked uh, apparently who he'd like to see, who he'd like to meet in the final, and he answered the question as if, they were going to breeze through. He said something about, uh, you know, Samoa. I really want to see Samoa in there, but talking as if that it's a bit of a done deal. Which, well, that's the that's the confidence. Another, that once again, more motivation though for the Kiwis. It is. It's it's the confidence that the Australians have. You know, I, I remember the World Cup in two thousand and eight, and it wasn't just the Australians talking up how great their kangaroo side was, but you know. Um, that they weren't going to beat into the greatest kangaroo team that ever ever walked the planet um, over these years, and and all of a sudden they get in the final and they get tonked. So, you know, you've got to be really careful in the World Cup. We've seen it with the Black Caps. You know, they scratchy going into that that T uh, Twenty, and now look where they are. The semis one game away for the final. World Cups are totally different. Yeah, t- yeah. And tournaments as they get on. See, this is the other thing that we haven't spoken about. As tournaments get on, no matter how scratchy you are, the Kiwis always get better. Yeah, they don't get worse. And and you only have to look at the other teams. I mean, look at Fiji. You go. 
going into that game saying, oh, it's a done deal, we're going to win the game. Well, Fiji come out, play the best they've ever played, and we are slightly off, and it nearly was enough to get the job done. It can be the exact same story against Australia yeah. on Saturday morning. We've got to take a da- uh, one more break, Kimby. When we come back, um, we'll go through a few more texts to finish up, wrap the show. We are ending a little bit earlier today um, as the run home coming at you from 4 o'clock. They've got a few races from Rickerton they're going to take. Uh, we'll be back with you right after this. Gull, fueling your mission all year round. Just like that. Hard-hitting analysis of one of the greatest games on earth. We're talking rugby league. This is Running It Straight on SENZ. In association with Gull, uh, fueling your mission all year round, running it straight. We'll have one more big show next Wednesday, which is going to be grand final, yeah, Rugby League World Cup final uh, preview for you. We might even extend it out if the Kiwis make it because there'll be plenty of opportunities to get people on. Maybe we'll get Schofield on the line. Scowie. Scowie should England make it. He might be, uh, we'll have to get him a bit earlier so we <laughs> don't catch him at the pub. He hasn't even replied to my text. Oh, of course not. You know, asking, mate, we're good to go. We rang him about 50 times probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't like you. I didn't. I didn't no, mention I did, it was I with did you. Take actually. a spot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'd be great to get. Oh, he's an absolute legend, isn't he? Hall of Fame. Uh, Forty six odd t- caps for Great Britain. Play. Played for Belmate. Uh, one of the first, actually, I think, to come down to Australia, he was, wasn't he? To play him for and Lee Crooks. Yeah, yeah, him and Lee Crooks. So, um, look, we'll try and get one of them on uh, next Wednesday. Should England make the final? Just a final text before we let it go. Uh, Kempe on the timber bed post text machine from Sean. Uh, afternoon, lads. Do you think Manu is wasted at the back, being the battering ram, busting out 300-odd metres every game? I know those stats are good, but wouldn't we rather him with more try and try assists than worrying about how many metres he makes? Uh, yeah, look, I think he has those too. I think he has tries and tries to cinema. Look, I'm quite happy with him being at fullback. Um, I hear what you're saying. We're struggling on the edges, but we always knew that going in this tournament that we're going to have, we're going to struggle mm. finding a partner for Peter Hicku. The thing with it, Peter Hicku's not going that well either. No, so he needs a big game on the weekend. Well, everyone does, Kempe. We need to be at 100 percent for Saturday morning against the Kangaroos. Cannot wait. The game of the tournament. If they win that, they're through to the final, and they're a red hot chance to win the whole thing. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday, like I said, for a grand final preview. Sammy, uh, up Sammy. next is the Sammy. run home. He's a doozy. Come on, BGP. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.